Welcome to episode 31. It's been a whole week since we were last recording for you. I've missed you and I hope you've missed us as well. I am here with my uh, trusty and loyal co-host Steve from the YouTube channel Frags to Riches. Steve, it's been a week man. How's your week been? It's, it's been long, mate. It's been a long time since I've spoken to you as well. I've missed hearing your voice. Um, I'm, it, I'm so glad to, to hear it again. It reassures me. Um, it's been a long, hard week without you, man. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I the week's gone fast for me, so it almost feels like it was about one minute ago since I last spoke to you uh, on episode 30. You know, it's it, just gone fast. It does feel like that. It does feel like that. I mean, <laughs> I would I would kind of say about like Podmin and all that malarkey, but I'm just really curious. What have you been wearing, mate, since we last spoke? That's what I really want to know, to be honest. Well, I mean, I think... I think we're gonna have to come clean here, aren't we, Steve? Probably to, yeah. to to our listeners. So, as you're listening to this now, I'm actually in Wales or coming back from Wales, um, or maybe I'm already back, but I got back too late to um, to be bothered to start prepping a podcast. So, yeah, we recorded we recorded two. So, episode thirty and thirty one, we have recorded on the same sitting. So we uh, we are essentially a week behind world events. So if Corona has spiked again and we've gone into a second lockdown, uh, we we're not mentioning that because it's not happened yet. Hopefully it doesn't happen. But um, we just wanted to rather than miss a week, we wanted to bring you something. But we have some good content planned for you. So don't you worry about that. We've we've got a good show planned for you, haven't we, Steve? Yes, um, we have, and I'm just hoping in this week that hasn't happened, uh, Demi has declared her love for me, and she's she's coming to come into the UK to to find me. Yeah. But um, who knows? We'll see if that happen, happens. Mate. Definitely. Um, I just realised you asked me what I was what I what I've been wearing. It's actually what I'm going to wear, so I can project forward a little bit because I do intend, whilst I'm on the coast, to film my review of Memo's latest release, Ocean Leather. So I know I will definitely be wearing that. I also plan to take with me on my trip. I fancy a bit of Blood of Chanel EDP. Oh, I love that fragrance. Yeah, wearing that on the coast when you're just chilling out. Uh, I'm I'm going with that. I think I'm going to take Alicia. I'm going blue here. I'm going I'm going blue. So, um, yeah, I'm going oceanic and and marine. So that's it's a trip to the coast. So so why not? So. That's what I'm going to be wearing uh, in Anglesey. That that might get me through. We're only there for uh, for three or four days, so I might not need more than that. Um, but but we'll see. Any plans as to what you might be wearing in the week well, ahead, Steve? I will definitely be wearing. I've got a fragrance due to arrive tomorrow uh, as as the day of recording, which I will definitely be wearing this week, and I will be dropping a review of. And it is called Arrakis from Spirit of Kings. They're a sort of uh, niche indie house in Spain. And uh, linking up all these lovely episodes of podcasts, this fragrance is supposedly very similar. I don't think, I don't know if it's intended, I don't think they're a clone house. I don't know if it's intended as a clone or they've taken inspiration from, but a fragrance previously mentioned, uh, Bulgari's Tiger, so Le Gem Tiger. So it's meant to be 
quite comparable to that. But it's well, like that's the one we, we talked about a whole week ago, isn't it? Yes, that's very expensive, 255 quid. But this one, I've seen a couple of reviews. I know um, Sebastian at Smelling Great Fragrances also compared the two during his video because he said there's a lot of similarities as well as Louis Vuitton's uh, Afternoon Swim. Um, so it's got some similarities apparently and it I managed to get it with a discount code so it didn't cost much so um, Ooh, it's like a third of the price so nice. I'm sort of quite pleased and I'm it's blind by though so it's a bit of a punt but I will definitely be wearing that this week I'll well I'm looking for forward to hearing your views on that because blind blind buying is always always exciting to do for yourself but also when you've not like in terms of where I, from my position, I've not had to spend any money on a blind buy. So if it doesn't work out, I can just enjoy seeing your pain on camera uh, that it hasn't worked out and I haven't spent any money. So it's, I think it is that kind of entertainment side. So we shall see mm. how it goes. I don't think I'm going to do first impressions because I'm, I'm just going to smell it straight away and then to kind of wear it and get some reviews in. But um, okay, another, cool. another fragrance which we've not, well, I've mentioned, but we never did kind of come back on last week's episode. If you recall, I had my first uh, haircut post lockdown. Uh, which was mm. this week just gone, um, which we didn't mention in the last. And we said, oh, and I was kind of debating what should I wear for my first post-lockdown haircut. And it wasn't too exciting in the end. I put something on Instagram, asked for people for suggestions. There was a few kind of safe ones. Someone uh, from SoCal Sense put put it bang on the nose, and they said, well, at the barber shop, surely, from Major Margiela, it's got to be the one to go for. And I was like, okay, fair Have play. you got that one? I don't. I don't own it. But they, that was... As suggestions go, I think that has got to be the winner. Well, um, we, we, sorry, we, well, whilst we're talking about that, we covered that in the uh, in the live stream uh, with with Tony when we were di doing the discovery set on Maison Margiela, and at the Barbers was one of my favourites from that set. Actually, it's really nice. It's like that classic aromatic herbal barbershop, mm. but it seemed to have a real nice modern accord to it as well. So I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't mind having a bottle of that at some point. Well, in the end, the one I went for, it was I was inadvertently inspired uh, it probably wasn't intentional but I, i've mentioned it before but um dan the fragrance weirdo commented on my instagram post and he said well you've got to wear like obviously like a a sort of fougere barbershop type fragrance that's what they're for he said like with lavender in or whatever is clean with lavender that's that's what they're for but when he's kind of said that with lavender the first one that came to my mind was one i mentioned a few podcasts ago but it was um prada's uh, lunarosa carbon it's basically like a sauvage with amped yeah. up lavender and yep. that's what I wore in the end. It's like smoked ah, clean, it's really good. good. Really like the lavender. Went for it. Um, and on that day, Chris, no compliments were given. So a bit of an anti-climax to that story, <sighs> but there you go. No shits were given. Swing and a miss. You were. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm assuming when you went to the barbers, they had full PPE on when you were in there. So they probably Yeah, weren't... she was wearing like a face shield, so not a mask. So she might have got yeah. some whiffs, but yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't think she'd have got much from it, mate. I think, I think you should have... Um... You should have oversprayed, really, I think. Then you might have had a chance. If I'm honest, I did go quite heavy because before I left, the wife commented and she's like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> I was how like, many, yes, I should get noticed. How many sprays do you go? Well, for that one, it was quite a few because it's. I've still got a tiny little sample. I plan on picking up a bottle, but it was one of those tiny little sample ones. So you only get like a, a pissy little spray out of it, you know, so I had to kind of yeah. go quite a few. But normally, if I've got a full bottle, um, it varies. But on average, I would do sort of four to six sprays so uh, basically if it's quite strong i'd go down to like two to four if it's quite weak i'd go up to like six maybe mm. even if it's quite weak i'd even go eight to be honest so it varies i sort of definitely vary it depending on the fragrance yeah i'm a bit of an overspray i think because i i spray i spray more than that 
I'm kind of I kind of get you know uh, um, uh, Michelle Curly Fragrance on yeah. Instagram she's a self-confessed and proud of it over sprayer because she's like I want to smell it it's for me I want to mm. smell really good and she loves the compliments as well so you're more likely you know more people are likely to smell it if you've if you've oversprayed so I kind of I don't really go as as intense as she does but I do you know I, I go I go maybe I go one on the chest two each side of the neck two on each arm uh, one on the front of my chest to get it on clothes and uh, and then if I'm kind of going on a night out and I want to create a pretty nice sillage trail I will do uh, a little something that I saw Jeremy Fragrance recommend years Calves. ago back of the knee yeah it's a good one back of the knee yep see yep. I go I, I normally go like basically all around the neck so I'll do four in the neck front backs and the two sides I'll then do like maybe one on the forearm and put that across so two so I'd maybe dab them together and then I might do on my shoulders as well so it's on clothes if it lasts longer on clothes so uh -huh. yeah that's oh. normally my sort of routine but there you go yeah. not like that I mean, chap that I'm did the Aventus that did about 458 sprays <laughs> of Aventus in that video that was uh, amazing I watch my dad apply fragrance sometimes and I'll, you know, I'll give him a bottle of something and I do it from time to time and, uh, and he'll get it and he'll, he'll just kind of you know when someone doesn't spray fragrance a lot, they handle a fragrance bottle differently. I don't know if you've noticed this. Mm. So we'll just be like, yeah, we, we have them all the time in our hands every single day, don't we, in videos, you know, we'll get a bottle, we'll take the cap off, and, you know, so we'll get the bottle and he'll kind of, like, check the weight of it a little bit, and then he'll get the cap and he'll give it a little wiggle and just, you know, make sure he knows how it's coming off and uh, he'll look at the label and, and, you know, it's like this this process. And then he, he'll just do a little one side of his neck, a little on the other and that's it. I'm like, who's going to smell that, Dad? <laughs> that did make me laugh in the, uh, the video you did with him where he said, he's like, oh, it's not very strong, but you don't, you don't want it to be, do you? You don't want it to be strong. You don't want to be over, like, you know, too strong or over smelling. And you're like, this is sort of keeping you quiet. I'm thinking, Chris does. Chris wants to be smelling strong and wants to well, be noticed. And, it, and then at the point he was saying that, I was thinking, oh, God, all these years I've been going round to their house with all these oversprayed strong fragrances, yeah. like things like Carlisle and Oud for Greatness. He must have been thinking, oh, God, getting choked out. It's like calling, so, what's, sorry, what's, Dad. what's your mum's name? Shirley. Shirley, I imagine she's coming before you, before you go, Shirley, open the windows. Open yeah. the windows for fuck's sake. Chris yeah. is coming. Let's just keep the windows open. <laughs> They're coming up the driveway. Get the windows open. Get them open. Where's the fan? Oh, my God, I've not got the fan out yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, it's all right overspraying because, uh, you know, we never get any complaints. <laughs> People are too nice to complain to our faces. That's it, isn't it? <laughs> They're choking inside. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, because this is a sort of shorter episode, we've got a few things in mind, but there's, there's no real podmin because obviously we've it's not been a week. Uh, no doubt Mo probably has donated between sort of in the last 20 minutes since the, <laughs> the last episode. Um, but yeah. there, ha there is um, a little review, isn't there, that we wanted to kind of address and kind of a an answer. Is that right? We do have a, a review. It's uh, Obviously, it's another five-star review. So thank Yay! you very much for this review. This this comes from 7VS Chicago, um, who is, I believe, from Germany. Uh, or that's that's where the, the review has originated from. And the reason that we thought we'd do this on its own this week is because it leads us on to a very nice little feature that's got both Steve and I quite excited. So I'll read out the, uh, the review and then that will very nicely lead us into this little feature that we're going to spend a little bit of time on. So the review goes as this. 
It's Sentertainment at its best, is the title. For me, as a someone who loves podcasts and fragrances and entertainment, these two combine all three. Therefore, a hello from Germany, oh yeah, obviously from Germany, and a topic for the show. Which fragrance does fit to the different characters of James Bond as he developed through the years, starting with the one and only Sean Connery up to Daniel Craig's Bond? It says in brackets, designer and niche. Curious about your choices. So, I mean, I, that's, I think that's such a good question. And this is why we sort of purposely wanted to do this. We thought that'd be great for this kind of uh, almost one-off, slightly weird, uh, less formatted uh, episode. Because I think it's a great little question and it's something that we can focus on. And it's I love James Bond. So, Me too. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big Bond fan. And I think majority of people love Bond. So basically, we're going we're gonna to scent the Bonds. Who, who's your favourite Bond, mate? Favourite Bond? Oh, God. You know what? I'm going with... Um, I'm going with Timothy Dalton. What? Yeah, because... What the actual fuck? <laughs> because Dalton is actually the closest to the Bond of the books. He okay. uh, he was this psychopath. He was this hard-talking, tough, smoking, drinking killer, and that's how Dalton played him. You, you know, you look at Dalton's eyes; he's got that killer's intensity. So I love that he brought that to it, as well as having the whole suave, charming, sophisticated side. And Dalton would have carried on um, if it weren't to do. There was it was all to do with contracting, and they wanted Brosnan in earlier, but he couldn't because he was tied to the Remington Steel TV show. And so they got Dalton in. And by the time Dalton had done the two films, Brosnan was like, right, here I am. I'm ready to go. So they kind of had to honour, I think, I might be wrong, but they had to honour um, the agreement with, with Pierce to, to get him into the tux. So Dalton, I think, would have done more. And I think a lot of the like hardcore Bond enthusiasts, uh, I'm, not, I'm not one of those, but my, my friend is. And he's like, yeah, Dalton. Dalton is the badass. He's the man. Um, and Daniel Craig has that intensity, yes, but he doesn't temper that. it with the with the levity that that Dalton could. And he's a Shakespearean freaking actor, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, I think is I see. I can never really get into Dalton. I get the sort of like you say the sort of hard ruggedness of it, and that's what I like about Daniel Craig. He is a bit more. It's quite nice what they did with his kind of take on it, where it was a little bit more, you know, he is taking some punches, he's getting beaten, the crap beaten out of him, and he is a bit more like, you know, his first kill was quite a big, you know, and and I like that. Mm. But and he is he is kind of got something you're learning about him, but Dalton I didn't find had that the smoothness of it, you know. What I mean, the, I don't think he was. It's funny, and also has your wasn't, bond. Yeah, it wasn't as smooth as say Brosnan and Roger Moore, George Lazenby. I mean, this is this is becoming like a film podcast <laughs> yeah. now. So the guys at Talk and Review are going to love this. But uh, yeah. but has your Bond preferences changed as you as you've yeah. got older and as you've changed? Because mine has, I think. Yeah, definitely. Because I my Bond that that I first started watching on TV was Roger Moore, so he was Bond to me. And if I mm. if I saw anyone else um, as Bond, it didn't seem right for a while. So Roger Moore, I guess, just by default, because he was the one that was on TV most at the time. And, there were, you know, there's all constant reruns of, of Octopussy and Spy You Love Me and all and Moonraker. All the time they were on throughout, throughout my childhood. So it was only as I got older and I started enjoying um, films in general a bit more and enjoying Bond a bit more that I started to discover all the other Bonds. And I made some great friends at university, which are... Um, you know bond nuts they, they they've read a, a lot about bond and they they're really into it and so 
that kind of drew me into it a little bit more and you know there you go so yeah i'm not i'm not a kind of die hard fan but i do really enjoy bond well no uh, so do i so I, we probably should start looking at the characters in the end because otherwise this is gonna it's meant to be a shorter episode and it's gonna be a longer episode well, so but before we get so you didn't say who your favorite bond was well mine's changed through the years so my parents are sort of quite sort of older parents so they were always big fans of the original sean connery um so that was kind of my first like you know and they almost drilled it into me like well sean connery's the original yeah. he's like the man um but obviously as i got older i could see that like well what I would also like to address is what sort of womanizer is James Bond? It was some of the things he did, how he forced himself for women. Yeah, it's not okay. <laughs> just I want to just address that. Yeah, his yeah. the first time he kissed on a Blackburn, that was not consensual. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to go down that route, but he was he must have been pretty confident. It, but somehow it worked out. Yeah. But yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? And you can see how times have changed since the sixties to, to now. Exactly. So that yeah. was. But then, as I kind of got older, I realised that it was just a bit too like he was a bit almost too smooth and a bit there was no like you say the rough and rugged ruggedness. So I actually really I like Daniel Craig now for that. Um, but I also I think. I sort of at the time I looking at the films now they're very they're very cheesy so I don't necessarily enjoy the films but I do quite like Pierce Brosnan actually because yeah. he's got that sort of smoothness and the sort of cheekiness but you know he does kind of mix it up a little bit but when I actually watch the films now they seem really dated I don't think they've aged very well because they're quite mm. like you know with an invisible car it's just like oh, yeah. so, Golden so, Eye is a, a banger though that's a great film yeah Golden Eye is that's a banger best, best so, I, I, so I think uh, probably Daniel Craig now but it might be just because of the movement yeah. with the times but I think Pierce Brosnan was the one that I, that I sort of really enjoyed it was probably a good age okay. for me when I watched that so yeah I enjoyed them all I think Craig does a brilliant job I'm looking forward to seeing his final his final turn as Bond are we even going to talk about George Lazenby should we just neglect that one yeah because I love Honor Majesty's Secret Service he might not have been the most charismatic James Bond but Honor Majesty's but it was dubbed though wasn't it it was voiceovered yeah I know it's weird yeah but the the ending it's the it's the the most heart-wrenching ending to any Bond film because it's a shame because it's such a pivotal plot line obviously for the whole thing and it's a shame that it was a bit of a uh, kind of a bit of a weird one-off line where he's holding yeah he's holding his wife in his arms and the police officer taps on the window and you know he's asking if everything you know all right and he says yes quite quite all right quite all right we we have all the time in the world and then it just kicks into the louis armstrong as he's holding his dead wife in his arms and it's like wow man makes me want to cry now thinking about that scene yeah (laughs) anyway so we perhaps we will come to him then so shall we do it i've got i've I've loaded up the list in chronological order um so shall we shall we start doing this then so obviously The original was Sean Connery. Um, I'm gonna. I'm reading from Wikipedia now. So he did 1962 to 1967, yep. also 1971 and 1983, which was obviously Never Say Never Again, which was a bit of a bit of a funny one, wasn't it? Because it was basically a remake of Thunderball, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, and, and he, he also had grey hair, and it's all a bit weird, wasn't it? Well, Diamonds Are Forever was his last one because actually Lazenby was in between so um, Lazenby did Honor Majesties and then Sean came back for one more which is Diamonds which is why he looks quite a bit older in Diamonds after him. So where was Never Say Never Again then? What year was that one? Um, that, I thought that was his last one because he was really aged. But that's that not in the official Bond canon. That was the Oh yeah uh, that was a split off wasn't it? That's Kevin right. McClory yeah. who was the producer um, fell out with um, with the other with, Cub- with, with Broccoli and um, so he went off to to do his own film so never say never again is essentially a remake of thunderball yeah that's mate but it's not official 
This is such a film uh, film podcast now. But anyway, <laughs> the so, film geeks, the film geeks. Sean Connery, then let's let's do, let's yeah. send him. Let's send yes, him. Let's uh, send Sean Connery. So obviously, as we discussed, smooth as hell, womanizer, mm. quite a classic gent in these very smooth, well fitted suits. Yeah, it's got it's got to be like a fougere style, isn't it? It's got to be that older gent style. What, I mean, what what were you thinking? I've gone with girl and vetiver. Oh, nice. Yeah, originally a 60s fragrance, so could have been around. I might have even worn it, who knows. But you know what? This is weird, right? You might think this is a little bit weird. You know, sometimes people smell a fragrance and they see a colour. Mm. Well, sometimes I look at my bottle of Guerlain Vetiver and I see Sean Connery sitting, standing on my shelf with his hairy chest. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, I just, as soon as I thought Connery, I was like, Guerlain Vetiver, because I, I think it's a slightly dirty vetiver there's a bit of an animalic accord in there but you've got your clean suave citruses there's even a bit of tobacco in there because he smokes i think doesn't he uh yeah, yeah, in his bonds, so. he, sm- he smokes and uh, i just feel like it's like a good man's fragrance that puts hairs on your chest and sean's definitely got a few hairs on his chest so girl and vetiver's mine well I, th- I, I don't know if i've actually smelt it though to be honest i don't know if I could, i've smelt that i don't think oh. i have but i said i mean from it's what I imagined, I think that sounds like a very kind of solid option. Mm-hmm. I, 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 as as we've previously discussed on previous podcasts, that style of fragrance, that like the ones I mentioned, the older kind of fusier, old school kind of fragrance, are not really my bag. So I don't have a massive forte of reference uh, with regards to those fragrances. So if I'm honest, I'm kind of struggling to to scent him um, with something decent. Yeah. So. Um, I would slap on a bit of brute. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I that's don't a know. good choice. Yeah, that's that it, works. To be honest, if anybody's going to rock it, it would probably be Sean. <laughs> so, well, brute, um, brute was big. It was one of the only fragrances available for men back in the sixties, I guess. And uh, I believe that people say in its earlier formulations, it, it was a lot more powerful, um, made a, a lot more of an impression than the current version does these days. So, I think brute would work. Probably would. I, I can imagine him rocking it. Yeah. So, um, did you. I, sorry, I've, were you going to say I've done a niche as well? Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Yeah, so I've, I have got a niche option for each of them, um, which was not quite as well thought out as the designers. I did spend a bit more time on the designers, but I'm going. Because we've gone for Dirty Vetiver um, for, for his designer, I'm going with um, a nice barbershop scent for his niche, and I'm going with uh, MDCI's Invasion Baba for him i think i think sean could rock that really well because he's good haircut short back and sides looked good in a suit i think invasion barbar works for him as well good shout mate by the sounds yep. of it again not smelt it but it sounds I, I trust your take on that one i think that's yep. a good shout um next up according to wikipedia i don't know if this was in the official canon because i don't recall i think this might have been in a, something else but david Nither, niven is listed as doing a portraying Casino him in Royale. film yeah yep. 1967 but that was a, that wasn't official canon was mm-hmm. it or was it no 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 that wasn't no, official um, that was I, basically yeah. a spoofy one wasn't it from remember yeah it was yeah yeah, yeah. no i'm yeah. not i'm not including We're not that listening. in my yeah. i love david niven actually i think he's a he's a he's a very good bloke a matter of life and death is an amazing movie I mean, well, it's like he's in the room. Yeah. Your room. Um, so next up then is your man, George Lazenby, 1969. Yeah. Obviously, we discussed this. Um, well, you could you could almost imagine what, what scent he might have worn on his wedding day, mate, in, on Her no. Majesty's Secret Service. All right, well, so my designer choice is a scent that was a very big scent back in the 60s. 
so he probably did wear it. And it is the original Eau Sauvage from Dior. Oh, I, that's a shout. That's yeah. a good shout. Well, Lazenby was a model, so he looked great. He, he fit that suit, filled that, that tux perfectly. Uh, he was uh, His bond was a refined gent. Uh, he sophisticated. And, you know, this is this is going to just wait for this, mate. This just ties in amazingly, right? So Eau Sauvage, obviously, we all know, is a timeless scent. And as I previously referenced, his last line of the film is, we have all the time in the world. So well, we have all the time in the world for Eau Sauvage. And that's what George you, is wearing. You are one smooth individual. <laughs> no, that's a good shout. I, I mean, I actually like Eau Sauvage, which and that's me as i say we've just sort of discussed i'm not kind of into the more sort of retro older style gentlemanly fragrances i guess they're sometimes referred to but Mm. i've i have smelt it and i've actually even smelt well the first time i ever smelt that dna was a clone of it i was like and i smell it i was like bloody hell this is really good i had to look up what what it was a clone of and it's like oh i survived so i then kind of got hold of like a sample and stuff and it was it's yeah even i like that it is like yeah, an abs- it's absolute nice, classic. It? It's I've got the ages. parfum, but uh, I don't have the original Eau de Toilette. Well, you got a, you got an absolute steal on it, didn't you? Didn't you do quite? No, you didn't. You missed out. We discussed this before, didn't we? Where you, there was one in the shop, wasn't it? The sample that was different. It was like a retro, uh, a vintage I, version or something. No, I got it. I, I got it, mate. Yeah, I. Oh, yeah, uh, right. I, I got it. it. Was the last one on the shelf in uh, in in uh, Phoenix in York. And God knows how many years it had been sat there, but I was like, it's it, it's the all black label that shouldn't be on the shelf, but it is, and I'm gonna buy it. So yeah, really. So really have, proud you, of that. have you looked up what the batch number was? What year it was? Have you looked? Have you aged it? Um, well, oh no, because so the um, the parfum uh, is a modern release, so I think it was released in 2012, and that formulation ran to 2017. And right, and you've got the the black strip now with the silver. Um, uh, box with the name on the front is the newer formulation of Eau Sauvage Parfum. So Eau Sauvage EDT is the original, which is the all silver label. Eau Sauvage Parfum is a more modern day reinterpretation of it, which came in 2012 and then got reformulated 2017. I mean, we've balanced up the film to frag geekness there. With that, (laughs) I mean, you really upped the fragrance geekiness to this podcast there. So we've we've brought people back now. All those frag geeks were going, oh, this is a film podcast. They've they've come back in, they're like, oh, he's talking about labels, the colours of the labels. I'm in, I'm in. So that was good. Well done, mate. Yeah, you've brought them back. Brought them back. Okay, well, that's good. Um, For George, I'm... I'm thinking um, something like I again. I'm still thinking something sort of like vetiver based, like something that's clean, but something that's again from his modelling good looks. I'm thinking something not something of the age, but something that, that would work would be something. It's a bit cliche, but a bit like Ted Hermes or something like that. I think he would okay. kind of work with that the sort of the clean vetiver, but yeah. with that sort of situation because he's sort of boyish good looks I think he would just I think that would kind of work and I think it's absolutely fine to we don't have to be sensing these bonds with fragrances that reflect oh, of the time, the time. Yeah. yeah they don't have to be of the time there might be modern day fragrances that weren't around then that, that we think would, would suit them yeah uh, totally. so yeah I think that's a, a, a good call mate yeah definitely Right, uh, who's next? Let's have a look. Um, oh, well, I was just going to go... I, I have written down that uh, for a niche choice for George, I, would, oh, I was okay, going to give him then. Reflection Man because I just thought he could pull that off. It's got, you know, it's very floral fragrance and I just think that he was a man about town and he could rock 
he could rock the florals. Uh, so I think Reflection Man from Amouage would be George Lazenby's niche scent. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Um, okay, next up uh, after George was uh, Roger. Roger Moore, Roger 1973 Moore. to 1985. Yeah. So um, he was always my sister's favourite uh, Bond. I always found him again super smooth he's like and i i thought you know how he charmed the ladies i believed all that side of it and the smoothness yeah. but when he started mixing it up and getting his fists out i didn't find that as believable there oh, I, he was know, never he the was, tough guy bond was he He was never the tough guy you know with the throws and the you know and i could i didn't believe that side of it but when he was you know because he, he's such a you know his voice and that he was super kind of smooth and you know yeah. so that side of him i really liked but that cocked eyebrow no one did it better exactly oh, what oh. a reference <laughs> oh. Oh. so what are you thinking right. for Roger then right for Roger so uh, you know Roger to me was like he's like the 70s Bond isn't he so I'm kind of makes me think get into that kind of mood and um, he, he had that 70s strut he had the flares on sometimes uh, so uh, I think and, and especially in that one where he, he wore a safari suit in one of them was that in Live <laughs> and Let is. Die <laughs> that was like a killer of the Paris suit. That was amazing. Um, so I've gone with um, the vintage uh, Yves Saint Laurent Poron, which has that powerful, potent, musky, animalic character, but it's got some clean citruses in there as well. And I just think uh, I think old Rog would have would have rocked that. I think uh, that would have suited his fashion, the fashion of that time. I think that suit that would have suited his style of Bond, you know, he wasn't like this all-out action tough guy. He was like the talker. He was the smooth talker. And I think YSL Poron would have been perfect. For for Roger, I don't know why, because I don't think he was, you know, particularly, but I imagine something a little bit boozy. I don't, I don't know necessarily why, to be honest. Um, mm. I just, that's kind of what I imagined. I don't know if it's of that 70s time, particularly in the ones where he's like in Vegas and it's all kind of smoke around and people are drinking and gambling I, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't know that's kind of what I sort of picture here and so, but I, d I don't know what I can imagine something mm, I don't know I'm just, I don't know if it's something like ah uh, even so something quite rich I'm even, I don't know if this is a bit bit out there but even something like um, Hafez 1984 or something like that something a bit okay. strong and noticeable I, I don't know I'm just yeah. yeah, I think he'd definitely want to get noticed, wouldn't he? Yeah, don't I think he'd want to fly under the radar with his fragrance. Even though he's very much a, because that's the difference. Even though he's super smooth, I just I don't think it's more of the era of the seventies and the, particularly the one, like I say, with Diamonds of Forever and in Vegas and everything. Well, not Diamonds of Forever, but I imagine him just in that scene. So I'm just imagining something quite strong and maybe a bit boozy for him, but I don't know. Yeah. Rather than the sort of clean fougere, I'm just thinking something. It like works. That, but, well, I've gone from from a not the boozy aspect, but I've gone for a similar, quite quite loud, noticeable fragrance that you know very well, Steve, uh, as a niche purchase, and uh, I would have sent him with Parfum de Marly's Leighton. Oh, mate, yeah, that would work. Because the ladies love it. Situation. The ladies love it, and you know he, that's why he would love it. That's fair, fair, mate, fair. Yeah. Um, All right. So moving on to Dalton. Yes, Two your films, man. Dalton. Yeah, my your man. man. My man. Um, okay, so uh, for um, for Timothy's designer choice, you know, he was the most... I think his films, for me, sum up good action. I think that's where the proper action in Bond started. 
you know, big set pieces, exploding lorries, jumping out of aeroplanes, all that stuff. So I see I see Tim as the action, as the action Bond. So I have chosen Chanel Allure on Sport O-Extreme because he took that action to the extreme and I think that that sporty type DNA would have just suited Dalton's Bond perfectly because the ladies love it and it's fresh, it's clean, but it's got that lovely rich depth of the Tonka bean. So there we go. Uh, uh, Chanel Allure on Sport O-Extreme for Tim. For me, I'm, I don't know if it's just the 80s or so, well, even though it's not 80s, but that retro, I, I started thinking Aqua de Gio, something clean, but I'm thinking maybe Profumo version, so it's just a bit more okay. kind of, a bit more intense, a bit more attractive, something a bit more yeah. going on, but it's got that DNA. I imagine yeah. him rocking something like that and rocking it well. A bit more complexity. Yeah, and I just, it, it, I I think, yeah, that would, like, because he's that sort of dark, mysterious, I think they'd smell that, and I think he would rock that quite well. So that's what yeah. I'm thinking for something like that. For, well, I've, I've written this down and uh, I've realised that it's another designer and not a niche fragrance, but I'm going to say it anyway, because uh, who cares? Um, I mean, we're sensing bonds, for God's sake. So, uh, you know, if people care at this point, then uh, it, it doesn't matter. So because um, because he was the smoking, drinking, intense bond, I'm sensing him with the luxury designer fragrance that is Tom Ford's Tobacco Oud. Mm, good shout it's a tobacco um, oud so, is Jeremy's most complimented and most yeah. sort of disliked, isn't it? Or something, as he said a, to to Tom Ford himself. Yeah, <laughs> which was a massive kind of faux pas, I think. Well, I think he also um, said to Tom Ford, "I love your fragrance, such and such," and he mentioned a, a fragrance that wasn't a Tom Ford. <laughs> so Tom kind of just turned away and ignored him. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Oh yeah, it's that's my uh, tobacco oud, my most complimented, and also my most disliked. And he was gone. Sorry, what? <laughs> it was kind of, uh, yeah, it's one way to get the man's attention. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So I, to be fair, I don't think I've smelt it. I right, I think I've smelt tobacco oud. Well, mate, you know? I will. Uh, I, I will give to. you a little sniffy sometime. We need to do that. We need to do that. Um, um, we right. need, we've got two bonds left and time's yeah. pushing on so yeah, I think we need to get, we need to get, this get, is get literally going to be like a, a bond scent special so there, there we go bond special Who'd there we go um, a film Pierce. or podcast special Pierce yeah the man Pierce so right, 1995 Pierce. to 2002 what do we think you are mate you are going to love this one okay, and if you on. haven't chosen this already then you're going to kick yourself because I think I have scented Pierce Brosnan with the absolute perfect fragrance for him I've gone with Le Nuit de l'Homme <laughs> <laughs> so as uh, Russ uh, appointed last week apparently that's <laughs> yeah. the only fragrance I own <laughs> but I've not actually <laughs> I've not actually named it but um, I think he could rock that I think he could rock that which version yeah. which version are you going for just EDP or EDT or um, EDT mate EDT because you know it, it's it's got to be a day scent as well as an evening scent so I think the EDT covers everything really I think uh, he, he could um, he could wear that on on his on his daytime missions and I think in the tux as well dressed up in the night perfect see I'm I'm imagining for something for the peers there's something kind of modern but with a kind of retro feel because like i think that was one of the sort of it was one of almost the the more the first lot of films that are, that are a bit more current if that makes sense it's a bit weird yeah. where where people started referring to him as like a dinosaur or a blunt weapon or whatever like you know in the older ones they were just like that was bond and that's how we did it and it was almost like 
the Bond characters stay the same where the times change. They start kind of going, oh, he's such a dinosaur, he's a blunt weapon or whatever. So so I imagine him like, smelling good, but still with a kind of a retro. So I started thinking of like um, Saharov's Poor Rom, where it's kind of modern, attractive, nice, clean, but it's kind of got almost like a clean, soapy kind of retroness to it as well. And I just imagine that for Piers. Um, Mate, perfect. I think that's great. That's a great shout. Yeah, I'm a bit gutted I didn't think of that myself, actually. But yeah, good one. Um, I, I d- the niche I went for for, for Brosnan was uh, Roger Parfum's Scandal. Kind of like got okay. that fougere, but it's got a modern a modern kind of bit of Tonka bean in there as well. So I think that would that would suit Pierce. Suave enough for, for him. And he right. loves a scandal. We're on to Daniel. So very sort of current now, right. obviously a bit more... Still a blunt weapon, but I think yep. it's almost acknowledged that is he is what he is. He owns that now. That is who yep. he is. Very strong, alpha, doesn't give intense. a shit. Full on intense character. Uh, I right. must admit, I've not I've not thought of anything beforehand here, so I'm thinking on the spot. So what are All you right. thinking? So um, I I almost gave the game away with intense. Uh, it is an intense fragrance, and he is our modern Bond, so I think this fragrance is very much for the modern man, dare I say, the metrosexual man. Um, and I am sensing Daniel with Diorum Intense. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good, it's a yep. good shout. I think that could work very well. Yep. I think Daniel could pull away, pull off a lot of fragrances, to be fair. Yeah, I do, um, yeah. I imagine Daniel, again, I don't know if it's the roughness, I imagine, like, something that's alluring that's attractive but I'm imagining a bit of spice because I don't know if it's because he's a bit rough and he's a bit a bit of a spicy kind of guy a spicy character yeah. so I'm actually thinking of something like um, oh it is uh, oh what's that Lancome Porom it's okay. actually it's a very much a kind of date like it's a quite it's a quite a manly attractive fragrance but it's got a bit of spice to it it's really yeah. really quite nice i imagine him and actually the person that did the um marketing for it almost looked bondesque i'm trying to think who it was it was a famous actor but i think in a lot of the marketing he almost looked like a bond type character in the marketing right. so so that might be it as well I'm so not what was actually, your um, i'm not familiar with that fragrance to be honest but uh i will I, take your word for it steve i think it's the only male fragrance that lancome have done i don't think they've done any others right but um, okay. I'll, I'll try and find out while you're talking about your niche I'll see if I can Google who did the marketing right. campaign But so uh, you know with uh, with our most modern bond I am going with probably the most popular niche fragrance of modern times and I am sensing him with Aventus oh fair yeah. play mate which I think, uh, we should probably that? say actual Aventus or any kind of flanker Parfums Vintage any, but the, just the original um, it would be actual Aventus but maybe anywhere up till maybe about 2017 ideally okay fair enough yeah we I mean, I mean the real geeks are going to love the um, oh it's Clive Owen by the way uh, we'll talk about that oh, in a minute, yeah. but the, the real geeks yeah. want to know a batch number but yeah it's um, <laughs> Hypnose Prom, the marketing was uh, Clive Owen that did it, so he's looked in okay. a lot. It's sort of almost like the milk tray guy, kind of dark and yeah. sort of attractive, so that's probably one. Yeah, thing. he's got those piercing eyes like Daniel as well, hasn't he? Exactly. Okay. I mean, we have always banned that from scenarios, but this is not a scenario, so I'll let you off with Venice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, All rules so are out. I think um, we're kind of, if we we were talking about some scenarios, but I think that was just... I think we're done, yeah. I think we're done. I think that's the episode. I think we've got a couple of good scenarios which we will save for the next episode. Uh, so there we go. 
We have we have scented the bonds. I hope you enjoyed our little bond special. I never thought we'd be doing a bond special, but we only just decided today because of the question on that review. So thank you very, very much for giving us a whole show's worth of content. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, just a thought. This I don't know if it, we've got enough space in the usual formats for this to be a regular feature, but it could be an irregular feature where every now and again we sent a actor or character or something from film or movie um mm. so if that's what people you know if that's something that you might like to do um or would like to hear us talk about again sort of give us some feedback post in the saint geeks podcast facebook group or or comment on our instagrams or whatever and, and say if you enjoyed it if it's something that you might want to see like I say maybe infrequently because i don't know if we've got time in the usual format but every now and again we could sort of maybe come up with a you know a character from film or tv and and send yeah. them um it's, it's an interesting discussion i think or, or we can kind of keep the format like this and make it just a special on on one particular theme like mm. Bond or Tom Cruise films, whatever. Well, he'd be the same in every film, I think. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's a change of format, so I've, I've enjoyed it. I've I've certainly uh, had a lot of fun doing this one, Steve. Um, so we will sign off. Was there anything you'd like to say before? No, we not really, other than thank you to the person. I'm sorry, I've forgotten who it was. It actually submitted that review, but that with the question, thank you for that. Um, it's really appreciated. And um, yeah, other than that, keep the scenarios, etc., coming in. And I look forward to recording again with Chris in our usual spot. Yes. Well, thanks very much, everybody. We'll be here next week with episode 32. Yes, it will be episode 32. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great week. I am now off to attempt re-entry. Have a week, geeks.